It's time now for the Rural News with Susan Murray in Kirikiriroa. Kia ora, Susan, and a legal start about kiwi fruit licences affecting a property's rates continues. Good afternoon, Marnie. Gisborne kiwifruit growers are considering their legal options after the High Court ruled Sungold kiwifruit licences worth hundreds of thousands of dollars a hectare can be included in the rateable value of their property. The Gisborne District Council wants to include the licences in the rateable value, therefore increasing a grower's rates bill. The issue has been playing out in the courts. Kim Moody reports. Kiwi fruit grower Tim Teachin of the Bushmere Trust took the Gisborne District Council to the Land Valuation Tribunal last year after the council changed its ratings to include the value of the licences in the property's capital value. That meant the nearly six hectare property's rateable value went from $2.8 million to $4.1 million. The tribunal ruled in Mr Teachin's favour, saying the kiwi fruit licence didn't improve or benefit the land. But the council appealed the case to the High Court, which heard that when such properties are bought and sold, the price paid reflects the value of the vines and licences. The court found those licences effectively run with the land and enhance its value. Tim Teachin says he's disappointed with the result and is considering his options. And the group that represents kiwifruit growers, NZKGI, says it's also analysing the decision before deciding what to do going forward. Southland Federated Farmers is offering to source feed and grazing for flood-hit Tasman and Marlborough farmers. The top of the South Island has been affected by widespread flooding after more than a metre of rain fell in four days. About 70 dairy farmers are still disposing milk on farm because there is no road access for milk tankers. Southland Regional President Chris Dillon says there will be plenty of help available. Often in these situations it's not immediate, but it's knowing that it's there in the future. First week you're sort of you're tidying up and find your feet again but you know you've got a plan going forward. Um, definitely supplementary feed across the South Island. It's logistically how easy it is to get stuff into some of those areas. What about um, the options for grazing? How likely are Southland farmers to be able to you know, to offer much up? In Southland there won't be whole lots of grazing but across the South Island there'll be something available. There always is in these times. Chris Dillon says Federated Farmers and the Rural Support Trust are meeting today to work out logistics around the help offered. Plans are underway to transform New Zealand's forestry sector so more trees are processed here and investment in wood-based biomass fuel is increased. Under a just-released industry transformation plan, the government's looking at ways to co-invest in new sawmills, increase the use of wood in high-rise buildings and export more finished wood products. Forest Owners Association President Grant Dodson says the plan is positive and it will hopefully result in action. The plan is ultimately designed to bring about more added value wood, wood processing in New Zealand, but it also plays a role in climate change mitigation in, in terms of bioenergy, in terms of um, displacing coal and other fossil fuels with, with wood energy, um, carbon embedded in wood products going into, into long-life structures such as buildings. So trying to, trying to encourage more of these multi-storey engineered wood buildings that we're starting to see, um, generally more use of wood in construction and therefore embedding the carbon that's in those wood products into those buildings for, for a considerable period of time.
Grant Dodson says the plan needs to attract outside investors because while few wood processing plants have expanded in recent years, many more have closed down. Consultation on the government's transformation plan runs until the end of next month. A company that sold raw milk, which caused a Campylobacter outbreak, has been fined over $27,000. Paul Ashton of Lindsay Farms in Hawke's Bay was sentenced in the Palmerston North District Court yesterday. Sally Murphy reports. New Zealand Food Safety prosecuted Paul Ashton for trying to circumvent the rules that regulate the sale and supply of raw milk. He offered customers a limited partnership and falsely claimed the arrangement exempted them from registration because customers were buying milk from cows that they owned. Despite multiple warnings, he continued to sell raw milk, leading to a Campylobacter outbreak in 2020. Yesterday, Ashton was fined $27,500. Another company also appeared for sentencing for selling raw milk without being registered. David Sproul of Gorge Fresh Organics, also known as Your Milk, was ordered to pay $20,000. Year-round strawberries could soon become the norm thanks to pioneering vertical farming technology. New Zealand company 26 Seasons is seeking $5.5 million from investors to scale up an indoor growing operation near Foxton. The controlled indoor environment removes the impact of weather, seasons, pests and disease. 26 Seasons Chief Executive Grant Leach told Nine to Noon they've just released the first crop of strawberries in one of the wettest winters on record, one that has seen many outdoor crops fail. He says potential for growth is huge. Strawberries we see as um, the holy grail in terms of controlled environment, uh, agriculture in the, in the fruit sector. One of the biggest issues with strawberries is what we're trying to do um, is flatten the, the peak seasonal curve so that you can grow them um, for say year round, we'll be aiming for nine to ten months because we want us, we don't want to necessarily compete with our New Zealand growers at this stage. But one of the key issues you're, you're facing with strawberries, they're a delicate fruit, um, and ultimately the economics stack up when you get a yield per plant. And yield per plant uh, is very difficult to get over that extended period because the input costs are relatively high, and therefore you've got to make sure that you can find that balance without compromising both look texture and sweetness. Grant Leach says 26 Seasons is also exploring the use of vertical farming in Southeast Asia. And just finally, Chris Rowe has been announced as Fonterra's new acting chief financial officer. He will replace Mark Rivers, who's leaving the company at the end of the year. And that's our rural news for today. Koyara te purongo o te Kia ora, Susan.